You can't trust the D2. <laughs> you never know what kind of devious things it could be up to. That's true. That's true. That's why it has to be sealed in plastic for your protection. But do you know what's really devious? What's that? <laughs> It's the No Class Podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Matt. Who's that? Matt. It's the No Class Podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Matt. (laughs) How many times would you do that? Well, if I kept throwing them out, how many times would you do it? I think about that time I was going to start laughing enough that it would ruin it and or, you know, give you the stank eye. Hey, so... How's it been? It's been so long since we've podcasted. I know it's been forever and a day. It's just been a day and a day. I know. But to our dear listeners, they haven't heard from me, at least for a while, and they were probably thankful for that. But, ha ha, sucker. Anyway, here I am. I'm back, baby. They didn't know you had the brown bottle sickness. <laughs> <laughs> the brown bottle flu, sir. Get it right. Uh, for you, know. you, it's the sickness. I, I was I was drunk as a skunk. I was drunk and cooter brown, as we'd say in the country. So we recorded one of these fine podcasts on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. This is our typical Thursday to record. Yes, our typical Thursday. And I have n- not had any chance to edit on the previous one because there are some really exciting and fun things that I can do with that episode. Oh, okay. So this one might come out first. We'll okay. see. Oh. This is when we need to be a video podcast again for that look that Matt gave me. Oh, yeah. It's like, but there is some non, well, I can't even say non-Matt embarrassing stuff because there is another Matt, but that Matt oh. does not, I don't think he can be embarrassed, so I don't think we have to worry about that. Let's find out. So we there is some good Matt C related stuff that I can put on there Oh, okay. without good, breaking good. any... Uh, rules or FCC violations or whatever you right, want to say. Right, right. I think he likes being violated. There is one on there that might be spoilerific where someone says this is the best uh, RPG con of all. Says oh. the long con is the best one of all. Wow. Is it anybody that counts? Yes. Wow. It could get him banned from the convention circuit entirely. But oh I my. think it's worth risking. Uh-huh. I'll put it on there. Wow. Okay. If I can get off my butt and do this editing. I've been really busy the last few days, believe it or not. No, no. I, he actually has. For a retiree, he's been quite busy. And he's a model son-in-law. So last time we decided to break this up, mm-hmm. we didn't really do the pop culture thing. Yeah. So this one, I guess, technically should go in front of the other one if we were doing the A and B thing. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably... Just cheap out, depending on how long it is. Mm-hmm. If we can stretch this one out long enough, it'll be its own episode. Yeah. And I have no idea what episode number this is right now. We're somewhere in the 50s. But not really. Not really what? Well, how, how can we be in the 50s if we haven't done the 50th yet? Space magic. That's right. I love it. I like it. I and then the it. last one that we did without you... That was not counted in the numbering scheme, so think about that. I like that. That makes me feel a little bit better. See? There you go. We couldn't have one that was numbered. That's right. Without you. That would just be wrong. Highly inappropriate. All right. You know what's sad? We've been away f- I've been away for so long, I've forgotten the format pretty much. Other than first, we always talk about Long Con, but we've already talked about Long Con. But ad nauseum. our good friend Jonathan out in California mm-hmm. would hate it if we did not talk about the Long Con. 
Because I know there are some people out there, a few people listening that are like, I will probably never make it to the long con. So well, that part of the show well, is not a highlight for me. I'll tell you, what, I'll put it out there, buddy. If you ever decide to make the trip, I'll give you a free ticket to the con. I'll pay for it myself. Easy peasy. There you go. All right. And I'll up it because Matt is really bad at these giveaways. I'll give you a free room. Wow. You're just Mr. Generous these days with rooms. But uh, Jonathan, our buddy out in California, uh-huh. he just received our generosity. He did? Because he was the one that wrote in and gave us some fantastic feedback. And for that, we rewarded him with a couple of shirts, mm-hmm. a Barbarian's book, Ooh la la. and some other uh, long con swag. Wait a minute. So you mean if you're a, a loyal lister and you actually, we beg, nay, <laughs> plead for feedback and you give it to us, we'll reward you? Oh, we do. And big time. Yeah, so sounds like it. Jonathan would tell you mm-hmm. it's very much worth your effort to... Write some, write something, give us some feedback. Yeah, and get yeah. that big bo- box of swag. Right on, yeah, cool. So, all right, way to go, man. Never say never. You never know when you could end up at the long con, That's especially right. since now, the, the completely backwards in the podcast order. This will probably be uh, episode fifty three, I think. Mm-hmm. But it'll be out of cycle. The one we recorded previously. Mm-hmm. which would have been 53 will be 54 and stuff that we talked about on yeah. that and said, Oh, we can't talk about that now. Now we can talk about it. So it won't be a, sp- it'll be a spoiler or you won't have to live a life of mystery. You'll yeah. just be like, Oh, this is what they were talking about. But, I mean, I, I, you know, when you really think about it, we've had people from Iowa attend people from, uh, Houston, Austin, Shreveport, Bossier. It's, it's, I dare say we have more attendees from far flung places, Dallas and whatnot than we do. <laughs> locals but you know what why do we do this again because we love to interact with these people the friends we've made yeah love of the game the friends we've made and the new friends we make via the con so speaking of our somewhat new friend new in the grand scheme of life Mm -hmm. we can say our special guest Mm -hmm. for long con 2022 is the brendan lasalle of goodman games who wrote the modules that I love. Yeah. <laughs> but no, everyone knows. My, one of my favorite is Hole in the Sky. And Brendan wrote that. And that's just, it hits all the right beats. But I won't belabor that. If you listen to the cast, you know that I, I really like uh, Brendan's, just a lot of stuff he's done, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try and twist our buddy Gary's arm and get him to run some X Crawl with me. Ooh la la. Because I've wanted to do that one. With mm-hmm. basically an announce desk. Oh, yeah. So he'll be the other announcer with me, like the color commentator. The color guy, yeah, yeah. So that could be a lot of fun. We That'd just have to see if Gary's up for it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Or, yeah, you're the commentator. He, I mean, you're the color guy. He's the commentator, whatever, but that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like you don't have to GM anything. You don't have to make any rulings. You just need to make smart like remarks as I'm going along. Yeah, yeah. But no, that'll be Which great. he'll be perfect for. And it's interesting, before we ever, he had even knew who Brendan LaSalle was, he was a fan of it, the X-Crawl jam, you yep. know, yeah. And we'll probably get our good buddy, David Beatty, to come down yeah. again. Yep. So if you're in that Goodman Games, DCC, MCC, Weird Frontiers world, mm-hmm. we've got it all for you, baby. Yeah, yep. We have a strong showing of... Goodman Games products and derivatives, for sure. Which, if you think about how close the long con was, since we're doing this out of order, mm-hmm. the long con was dead 
laying there on the ground, mm-hmm. and we gave it CPR back to life. Oh yeah, we can allude to it now, and they have to wait till yeah. So this here. is a backwards spoiler. Yeah. But, but yeah, we, we we give some we dish some dirt on how that played out. Yeah, that's really good. And once again, project. 200 or something along those lines we're going to try and have our own little initiative to where we advertise and we get our numbers up not that that was what was killing us mm-hmm. you'll get to listen to that other episode and find out yeah. but that having the numbers definitely helps secure our future yeah i mean when if you come and you should come um definitely buy a room if you buy a room make sure they know it's long con buy it via the rate even if and i doubt you could we're gonna get an insane rate but if you go, I'm going to go to uh, Trivago or something, that's not going to get us credit, which is what helps us maintain the facility that we get it, you know. Buy food there, buy drinks there, absolutely. We've got to make them want us. Yeah. Here's nothing else. Even just make sure this very first time, if we knock it out of the park, mm-hmm. we're probably the good, you know, you can never make a second impression. I mean, never second chance at a first impression. It's kind of like laying the tiles. You lay them right the first time, you walk on them for a lifetime. There you go. There that's you what go. we're trying to do here. Help us out, folks. But into our pop, pop, pop culture, what we would start with would be books and comic books. You got Ah, any of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. I will be back after the break, folks. Please continue. So uh, Hawk the Slayer is getting the comic treatment. Mm. And so that's a movie that apparently is like deep in the nerd. Beloved. You but know. you missed out on yeah, it. Apparently. I missed out on it. I never even knew about it until just in the last few years when I, I made it a thing to try to really go and find a lot of those old, beloved fantasy, sci fi, really crappy B movies from the you know, 80s and early 90s that have that flavor. And uh, I discovered Hawk the Slayer. I think this one was like, oh, yeah, you know, my wife watched it when she was a kid. That's That's been a thing I've known about forever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, interestingly enough, we mentioned Hawk the Slayer on it more than once, I think, on the podcast. Anyway, yeah, it's getting the comic treatment, so look for that comic. Uh, number two, I was over, uh, when every time I go to Dallas, I can't help but swing by half-price books um, uh, to get, you know, to check it out, you know, find something interesting. I, I buy a handful of books. There was a, what would, you know what it's called, like when it's all these different issues on one big compendium or whatever, it's a, uh, Anyway, there was like a big compiled bunch of these comics called Wasteland, just hmm. Wasteland. And the art's pretty good. The story's not bad. I'm, I'm about halfway through it. It's thick, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'll when I get to the end, I'll give you all the full rundown. I'm about halfway through. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, so it's kind of, well, this isn't so much comic related, but. Is it an actual book, or is it into the TVs and movies? Yeah, we're kind of into the TV and movies. All right, wait for it. I'm waiting for it. Go for it. So the comics that I've... I haven't read a lot of comics lately, so the one I can recommend to you is Thor, God Storm, which is really a a, a throwback to the uh, 80s Thor comics if you were reading back in the comic days. And I'm trying to think. The guy's name just went out of my head. Walt... uh, Disney? But anyway, he was the guy that wrote a bunch of the classic stuff in the 80s. He came back and wrote this three-issue arc. Oh. And it's basically like, here's a story set in the past, the the Viking past. And then there's another story. Jeez, I'm trying to think when that one even took place in the past. And then there's one current day, and it's talking about uh, tradition and honor through this Viking family and coming through and kind of how that family met Thor three different times throughout history. 
It was very interesting. And the God storm mm-hmm. is when uh, Thor first became master of the storms. Mm-hmm. So the storm that rebelled, that was a cool title to me of the very first book. So mm-hmm. it's the story of this uh, storm that refused to obey Thor because Loki, of course, got in his ear and told him all this stuff like, oh, Thor is really just treating you as a slave, blah, 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 blah. So it's the complete story of that. How did that work out? The storm turns against him and then Thor does this, then it reappears and then it gets resolved at the end and Loki gets his comeuppance as always. Interesting. So yeah, it was actually a pretty good book and -hmm. it's only three comics long. So check that out if you're interested. Short arcs are sometimes a little better, you know. And another one that, uh, a book that will probably get its own podcast is the Game Wizards. The Game Wizards. Which is the story of D&D, the very beginning, when it was a $300 idea. That amused me right there. Yeah. They didn't think the rights to Dungeons & Dragons would ever be worth more than $300 because of all the little war game pamphlets that they'd published. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, an idea like this is probably worth around $300. Yeah. yeah. So it's just crazy. You just never know. Um, but you know, previously we had, I had gotten, and then you read empire of imagination and that was really interesting. And so I'm kind of excited to read the game wizards. Yeah. I almost have to go back and read empire of imagination again. Yeah. I'm kind of like, Hmm. Every, nobody is uh, a complete good guy or a bad guy. Everybody's mm-hmm. got their shades of gray, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, did your, uh, personal feelings about Gary Gygax go up or down after you read Empire of the Imagination? Well, there's, yeah, after Empire of the Imagination, there were things I didn't know, like, like he, when he went to Hollywood trying to sell TSR and D&D concepts, like he got into the, they made it sound like the cocaine and hookers or whatever, yeah. So then I thought, ugh, but then I heard that, like, I didn't know he had been, he was identified as a Jehovah's Witness and yep. had been a relatively devout Christian or whatever. And I remember he was without sin cast the first time. And so, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I won't say that he went necessarily up or down, but it was interesting to learn some of these bits about him and some things about Ernie. He took Ernie with him and Ernie kind of went down a dark path for a while when he went out to California, Hollywood, you know, so very interesting read. Uh, so I can't wait to see what, cause this has also got more Arneson in it, right? Oh yeah. Cause they, you know, they they were there at the beginning. And what do you think? I mean, about Arneson. Well, Arneson n- seems to me has never gotten his credit and I always worry if you ballyhoo him too much, there are certain people that will get mad at you cause they'd be like, are you trying to diminish that this was Gary Gygax's baby or whatever? And it's like, hold up Gygax definitely deserves a ton of credit and he was there at the beginning and you might say he took what was a great idea by Arneson and he took that spark and blew it into a bonfire and blew it up and made it what it is today but still where do you get that spark from so I will say after you read that book you may have some changed opinions interesting because I definitely do which I don't want to give out and spoil it and color your read of the book yeah well I know that I've heard that they kind of felt out members of the family that I guess ran out to read it or got an advanced copy and they didn't go this is bonk or how dare my father's legacy so I guess it doesn't poop all over Gygax I don't think there's anything that you could go that's slanderous like uh, oh yeah he used to bathe in the blood of virgins or something like that where you're like what but one thing I guess that I don't know how spoilerific it was, but since you kind of brought it up, both Gygax and Arnson were both extremely religious. Yeah. When you think about how all the satanic panic came through, and it's like, well, those are two people that you really 
wouldn't. I mean, it's not like uh, Anton LaVey came out with the game or something like that yeah. where you're like, hey, there is Satanist behind this. It was like there are good Christian values or whatever you want to say behind it. Well, that's one of the things that came out that struck me in Empire of the Imagination was Gygax was really upset. It really hurt his feelings. I mean, he was disappointed that people hung that on his game because he was like, I'm a Christian, I identify as a Christian. I'm DJF as a Jehovah's Witness, you know. Well, he quit gaming at one point because of that. Yeah. Because people were uh, making fun of, this is in the early like chain mail days, but where yeah. he quit gaming because people were, I don't want to say making fun of him, but giving him, harassing him for being identified as a Christian or whatever. Wow. So it was like, huh. Interesting. Yeah. But, and you would have figured that that would be nowadays, not back then, but who knows? But anyway, so that's, that's food for thought. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the book and hopefully we can really rap about it more. Yeah. So, here's yeah, a, yeah. so we're teasing some different things right now. All right. Uh, that brings us to TV. You oh got my. TV? I got TV, buddy. I got TV. Okay. So because it's kind of, comic-y to me. So Cowboy Bebop, mm. Netflix has done a live-action version of that. Now, did you watch the anime back in the day? I'd watch anime back in the day and loved it. I have so huh. much fondness for that. That was a ringtone on my phone for a long time was Tank, the intro music. So I maybe I held, held it at too high expectation. So I have watched maybe one or two episodes here and there. Mm. I'm not into it. I'm definitely casual. It's not like I hate it. I'm okay. Uh, ignorant of it, and so for I, the most part. are you talking about the old anime? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So love the anime back in the day. I've watched one episode of the new Netflix live action. It just didn't didn't do it for me, you know. But I know like our buddy Fergie, he was ballyhooing it and whatever. I think Ron liked yeah. it too, enjoyed and, it as well. And, and that's great. I think if it you like it, great. But what's sad is they've already decided to cancel it after one season, which goes to show you. Netflix can they can see how many times something's being watched, and so I mean you know so but maybe all this apparently there's there's a a, a petition making the rounds and people are like trying to save it and so mm -hmm. maybe just doing that will get enough attention more people will watch it and that they might do a second season but I hate to be if you're hearing it here first sorry to tell you but it's to, it's due to be canceled but a petition petition is circulating find it on the internet sign off on it maybe you can help save it. You know, do you want it saved? Have you watched just one episode? I watched just one episode, and I mean, what that says is the hook wasn't set. I wasn't that impressed. Um, I like Cho, who's playing uh, Spike Spiegelman or whatever. Isn't he a little old for that? Though? Yeah, and then um, the guy who's playing uh, oh, the other bounty hunter that's on the ship with him, whatever. Guy's doing a great job. It. I like the guy they picked. Great look, but it's just I don't know. Maybe it's it's sometimes some things are better off. You know, eh. You know, I'll go watch the anime. I watched the first episode of the anime the other day because I probably will watch the first episode because Ron's like, hey, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. So whenever tell, when somebody says, gives me that little, hey, review this sort of thing, I will at least check it out. So I wanted to watch a little bit of the anime so I have something coming into it. And if there are any spoilers, mm -hmm. I'd rather see it in the anime first. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll probably check it out. But apparently this is one of the things the Internet hates. Yeah, so I don't expect I've it heard people either they back. love it or they hate it. Now, just while we're in the I guess gossip portion of this, do you have it already? I don't I don't know maybe, but uh, yeah. So, your favorite show in the world is going to be coming back. They are talking about Disney is going to bring back Firefly. Disney. <sighs> They're not bringing back the original cast. I obviously. figured that, yeah. They're going to change up some things to be more in line with Disney, like uh, the courtesan. 
the lady of the s- shuttle, mm-hmm. that will not be her profession anymore if that character returns. Wow. So I don't know what it will be, mm-hmm. but there's some other stuff like that that they're going to quote unquote clean up to make be, it a little bit more family is, friendly. To be cleaned up. Hey, whatever. Okay. Leave it to Disney shit on something that's perfectly fine. Then don't bring it back if you're not going to do it justice. Yep. Yeah, anyway. So that's. I like Firefly. I'm not one of the most passionate fans. I like it. I'm one of those. But this is one of those times where it's like that corpse should probably be left unfrankensteined. Right. I think that moment's passed. I would love to have had more seasons, but the cast has got too old and a new cast, no, you know, whatever. But this again, Disney is all about like, hey, you have beloved shit from your youth or childhood. We're going to get our hands on it and we're going to shit all over it. I mean, look what they did to Star Wars and uh, fiery. You know, whatever, and it's like you you think about like I've heard they want to get I think they have access to right Indiana Jones right oh yeah and then there's been all kind of poo poo over that uh, they're gonna bring Harrison Ford back who was too old or they were gonna bring back uh, Chris what's his name and people were in uproar that about that because he's what way too nice a person how dare he get the privilege or something whatever you know hmm. so anyway carry on okay you got any more shows I'm sure you do uh. This is this is shows, right? Not movies. TV shows. TV yeah. shows. Because um, I'll give you one that you're gonna want to talk about. F is for family. Exactly. That's yeah. the one. There's a new season. A final season. Oh, is it the final? This is it. I did the not know. That. Oh wow! But I laughed. I laughed. Period. Um, and but I think it's good that they're ending it though. Well, yeah, because I was looking at. As I had heard this was the last season or whatever, I was looking up some of the longest running shows like The Simpsons, and it's like, that should have been done with so long ago. So there is something to go in out on top. Family Guy, uh, American Dad, some of those are just long in the tooth, and it's like, yeah. So, no, I've loved it. I've laughed at every season. This was a worthy season, but I, I was thinking. So I didn't know so last time. I was thinking, you know what? This would be a good time to call it. So I didn't even know that. You watched the whole thing? Oh, oh I devoured it. Okay, I so there's some uh, warm learning moments at the very end, I guess. So they did wrap it up with a nice little bow, I think. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, a good place to yeah. stop. A little bit of a warm fuzzy. I thought it was a really good season. Yeah. I, I can't remember which one it was. Maybe like a season three or something like that where I was like, eh, that one wasn't as good overall. <laughs> it's mm. definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. They've all been good seasons, but there was one that was more of a lull. But I thought the last season was really good. They're, they they're could good. have kept going. There, there, are, there are some belly laughs. But, um, yeah. So on to the next. Um, you got any more shows? No show, sir. Just movies. All right then I will say I have been re-watching Generation Kill, which I don't know if you have watched that one or heard of that one. Hmm. I'll say that one's probably 10 years old, but it's about a Rolling Stone reporter who goes out with the Marines invading Iraq. Uh, And it's more like a Band of Brothers sort of thing, but more into Hmm. that uh, modern time period. And riding around in the unarmored Humvees, so I have always enjoyed that one, and HBO Max has given me a chance to re-watch a lot of shows, kind of like going back through The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. That one's probably eight episodes or something like that, so I highly recommend it. But this is real, or out. is this like f- fiction? It's fiction. It's based on the true story. Okay, that sort of thing. Interesting. So, and it's called? Generation Kill. Generation Kill. All right. And I've also been watching... Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, which is a 
comedy on HBO, mm-hmm. which a lot of people said if, uh, what is it, Big Bang Theory was a little bit more realistic mm-hmm. about the nerdy culture and such, mm-hmm. this is what it would be. So I would agree with that. I would say it's worth checking out. It's uh, more of a, I guess, supposed to be kind of real sort of thing, like the real story of them founding a uh, internet startup company mm-hmm. and the things that they go to. So it's pretty funny. There's always a cliffhanger. There's always a new disaster on the horizon. So it's, mm-hmm. what is it? If it's self-contained, it would be episodic. Mm-hmm. Well, this one has a big ongoing story. Hmm. So I recommend it to you. It's pretty funny. Uh, what is it? I think this guy got in a lot of trouble, TJ Miller. Mm-hmm. So I'm late to the party on that. I guess it was like, I guess it's a good thing I found it now instead of before. So it, I wasn't like, oh, I've ruined my opinion of that guy. Yeah. But no, from all accounts, he sounds like a real POS. But he's, but he's hilarious. Funny in that. He's funny in Deadpool. No, I've seen him in a number of things. I guess the guy's funny. He absolutely is funny. I mean, you, I'm not taking that away from him, but he, from all accounts, is just a tremendous, huge flapping D-bag. But anyway. Yeah. Right. So, check that out if you haven't. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Movies. All right. So, here we go. All right. Um, so, let's see. I guess I'll, even though this is not in the maybe chronological order that I watched him, but... Um, you remember the thing that I had posted to Facebook where it was going to be the rotoscope and it was like, yeah. this is like taking drugs or whatever. Did this you know? movie just tell me to get high to watch it? Yeah. Did you watch it? I, I watched it. I devoured it. Spine of the Night. I really liked it. I'm not saying it's, it changed my life. Best thing ever. But I, I genuinely enjoyed it. And it was an interesting story. And I like rotoscope well enough. So I know some people is kind of a love-hate. Uh, the old uh, Rankin-Bass. Uh, some of that stuff they did in rotoscope. Um and then, or not Rankin Bass, but what's the guy? Uh, guy. Yeah, they did because they did the Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh, right? you're right. Yeah, but they did that. I think with the guy ba- 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 Bash- Bakshi, Bakshi, mm-hmm. whatever. So no, anyway, Bakshi. But anyway, Spine of the Night. I enjoyed it. It's got voice work by Lucy Lawless of Xena fame. It's got Joe and Spartacus. Yeah, it's got Joe Manganiello. Uh, if I'm pronouncing his last name, I hope. Manganiello. Um, yeah, he does the voice of Mongrel. And then, um, and there's some interesting lines in the movie. I really like some of the lines. They were just really like, um, and uh, what's the Patton Oswalt plays like the ineffectual, you know, son on the throne, of, you know. Anyway, but the the voice acting's good. They got some actual people you've heard of. The story's pretty good. the The animation is really interesting. Um, the story's pretty cool. So yeah, Spine of the Night. In the same vein of Spine of the Night. You ever hear of Fire and Ice? Just the song. Yeah. And so uh, Bakshi and uh, Frazetta got together back in the 80s, and uh, they did Fire and Ice. And the artwork's gorgeous. Uh, Again, the story's kind of meh, but it was really more about the animation, the style, and all that stuff. Um, So, yeah, anyway, that's a couple I watched. Um, Okay, so we've been doing some... uh, like for the con, getting ready for the Weird West, I wanted to try to watch some westerns, and I, I think I mentioned this in a podcast that we did before the con, mm-hmm. Outlaw Josie Wales, because that's a classic yeah. western. That's not Weird West, just West. Um, but I watched Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Are you familiar? No, but that's Johnny Depp, isn't it? 
No, no, no. It's actually uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, okay. And but it's it's really weird, and it is West. Um, but it's got like I can't think of his name, but the guy that played like in um, the Watchmen, he was like the owl, like the kind of take on mm-hmm. Batman kind of. Um, he's in it as a character. Um, and there's some other people that you might recognize. A lot of people you probably you might not, but it's it's a decent story. I enjoyed it. It was I could sit through it and watch it, and but it's it it's a little weird. But I mean, it's not crazy weird. It's not like over the top weird. But there's there's yeah. But I, it's I enjoyed it, you know. Um, and then being sort of for whatever reason, I hadn't seen this since like the early '80s when I was a kid, but on a goof. I found Damnation Alley, mm-hmm. and I watched that. And you know what the best thing about that movie is? Jan Michael Vincent. Did you jan down your Michael Vincents? You know it. I was going to say, I, I had the, the Jan Michael Vincent fever. But anyway, yep, yep. Um, and that had old, uh, the guy from the A-Team. Uh, Templeton Peck? The, you know, I love it when a plan comes together. Um, George Papard. Yeah, mm-hmm. George Papard's in that too. And he plays this guy who's just just a total D, you know, whatever. But anyway, but and it's the special effects are crappy, but it is what it is. But it was based off of a really popular sci-fi book, you know, uh, by an author you've probably heard of. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and then I guess I'll one more. A Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. I, I dusted that one off. I haven't seen that one since the mid-late 80s. And that's just so weird. Yeah, no, really weird. But that's... Not a fan. Yeah. That's a what's-his-name. Um, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick, yeah. All right, so... Okay, there's all that. You got, got more movies. One more. Okay. I know you're over here. You, would you like to butt in then I can come back or Oh no, you just continue. Okay. <laughs> well, it has the been The listeners are enraptured. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, okay. This one I'm going to elaborate a little more. Okay. The Phantom Empire. It came out like 1988ish. Um, you knew it was going to be great by the grainy rental quality VHS type feel of it. The first screen is Fred Ray letting you know that this is a true story. Swear to God, cross my heart, real. Signed, Fred Olin Ray. So you're like, who the hell is Fred Olin Ray? The Fred Olin Ray? Yeah. His early career was horror, later softcore TNA films when the 80s horror gore thing played out. So a guy gets his head ripped off in the first five minutes. I actually laughed my ass off. It's about all the gore in the movie and probably half the special effects budget. And it's really a super fake looking head. It's a lost lost world tale so bad it's almost good. Almost. Dinosaurs, cave bunnies, leather-clad alien queens. Sybil Danning, who at that time was the queen of the B-movies, and Robbie the Robot with a different head shooting green lasers. In the shit-you-could-never-see-in-a-movie-today-and-for-good-reason department, you have the Pedro in the trunk scene. Anyway, but yeah, it was... I'm not going to ask you to elaborate. And I don't I, think you can. I, I can't. It, it was awful. It was. I guess the kids of the day say it was cringe. Like cringe worthy as I would all, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But anyway, yeah. But if you want to watch a really goofy, sad, you'll probably laugh at more anything is the Phantom Empire. But probably just leave it alone. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of westerns, I ended up watching Unforgiven. 
again again the other day yeah. which that's always a fantastic one that's one that's of the classic. classics that whenever that's on tv or something it's like all right i guess i'm gonna do this for the next two hours yeah it's like tombstone just so good yeah, yeah. and so quotable yeah should have thought about that before you decorated your bar with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is one for you, and I realize that we are on the uh, podcast and not a video podcast, but I'm going to play something for Matt oh my. that was requested. This was played for me at the Long Con by our buddies, the Lilies, oh. in that Barbarians game. Okay. So now I pass this on to you to get your reaction. Okay. Hold on, folks. This will be an exciting minute. Should I, should I say what I'm saying? Boredom, Prince, Prince of, of Death. death. That was some epic claymation. Price of death. Yeah. So what do you think? I liked it. That was just off your initial. Just awesome claymation. Yeah. Get used to hearing that song, by the way. Okay. They reuse that battle music a lot. Okay. But it's very low budget. Uh Uh-huh. And if you actually watch the thing, you'll realize how low budget it is. But I think it was just two guys in Russia or something like that, doing all this claymation mm-hmm. and it's a claymation battle Royal where they're in this arena through pretty much the whole thing. And you get to know the characters a little bit and root for them. And then they die brutally. Nice. So Boardroom I enjoyed Price it. Of death. Yeah, it looks cool. I'm going to check the rest. Of this. So there's more to it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole hour 30 of it. Oh wow. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah. Cool. And so yeah, that one, the tip. lilies turned me onto it and I said, well, I'll watch it and see what I think, and then at some point I'll surprise Matt with it. And this is one of the first chances I've had to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Hey, thanks, uh, Jason and company and Gus and. Yeah, but the whole family I think enjoyed it. Oh, well, I could see. No, it looks I'd, good. I don't clean, think fun. mom told me she liked it, but what? I bet she did though. Could have been. You know, they were. She's hardcore. That's right. Duh. So that movie I wanted to talk about, and then also since I was stuck on a plane. Mm-hmm. I had to, I was watching F Family, mm-hmm. and the other thing that I downloaded to watch was It Follows. What? It Follows, a horror movie. I think it's from 2015. I thought that was going to be like a family Disney movie with him, like It Follows. Oh, no. It's a horror movie. Oh, my. And uh, the horror. The horror. it's sort of like The Ring, one of those where it's like if you watch that videotape, you're screwed. Hmm. This one's if you screw somebody, you're screwed. Oh, my. The person that you... It's kind of like the, the the ring girl would be following you around because you had sex with somebody. And oh the my. only way to get rid of her is to have sex with somebody else. And, and then the she'll person. follow them until uh. she kills them or they have sex with somebody else. Oh, my. 
And that was the most boring, least scary crap I've ever seen. Yeah. It was, it has all these critical raves, mm-hmm. but it bored me out of my mind. So if anybody out there is really into that movie, it follows. Go ahead and let me know. Or if you saw it and you hated it, let us know. Or maybe you'll save your time. Yeah. But for some reason, just for the titles or whatever, it's like, I think that one was Let the Right One In, mm-hmm. which was about the kid vampire. Mm-hmm. That one I really enjoyed. Hmm. So I'll give you that one as one that I enjoyed as yeah. a kind of counterbalance here. Yeah. All right. That's it for movies. Cool? Cool. Middle panel. So you got any games? Well, uh, I haven't been playing any games because I've been trying to focus on uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as some interesting video game news that I found, 2021 marks the 60th anniversary of the character written by Michael Moorcock, who is a Texan, originally a Brit, the character known as Elric, the character from the Kingdom of Melnibun, will celebrate this momentous occasion with the announcement of a new audio-visual adaptation adventure in the form of a narrative action game that will be based on the first six books of the Elric saga, which I think is interesting. I always really loved that character in those books. You know, they only used the first six books. Everything in the last been written since the 70s. is like, Because hmm. it's still him writing it, right? Yeah, he's still alive. He's here in Texas, down near Austin. That's what I thought. It's not like his son is writing those books now. Like so many, like Dune and yeah. Lord of the Rings. Anything for you on video games, video games? You know it, but I've been trying not to play as much either. Uh-huh. I've probably already talked about Dark Quest, mm-hmm. which is kind of a hero quest in video game form. It's very much like the uh, board game board, and mm-hmm. the characters look more like that. Mm-hmm. So definitely check it out if you need more hero quests, since hero quest just got re-released by Hasbro. Which is cool. Uh, I finally picked up Gloomhaven, the video game. Oh, I didn't know it had a video game. Yeah, it's fairly new. And uh, I've got like two copies of Gloomhaven floating around here, so I figured I should figure out how to play it. Yeah. So I'm basically using the video game to teach me how to play the board game. So it follows the board game pretty closely. That's what I have heard. Interesting. So we'll see how that blends together. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, and I know we have talked about Mortal Shell. Mm-hmm. I played you, that. Did you play it some and then go, eh? Yeah, I mean, it was okay, but uh, I played it some. It's got a little hint of that flavor of uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, whatnot. it's quite Dark Souls. If you like Dark Souls, you might like this. If you have been interested to try a Dark Souls-like game, mm-hmm. it is free right now on PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. So check that one out. And that's it for me for games. Okay. Now, do you have anything else? This is where I would normally talk about the uh, first edition club. Which you guys are not meeting. But we're in that capacity. not playing. We've kind of taken the holidays off. Yeah. And we are talking about gathering back together for Green Ronin's song of Ice and Fire. Which is one we got to play with so years ago and we had some fun with yeah, it. Very, very fun. So it was an excellent game master. Um, so a little bit of gaming world gossip. Wrong. What? Wrong. Stop oh. cutting me off here. I'm so sorry. Here's one I was gonna ask oh, you. Oh. Other than say Game of Thrones the TV show mm-hmm. and Avatar the movie mm-hmm. what are some other things that have dropped out of pulp culture that fast because think back to the ending of the Game of Thrones series mm-hmm. how long ago does that feel like now like a year ago it's two years or more wow 
But for me, that feels like ancient history. Yeah. That it had happened some lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. But think about how much the Game of Thrones merch dried up in that time mm-hmm. after people were very displeased with the ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That last season left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Because, um, like, look at Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That's going to go on freaking forever now it seems like and then the yeah. movies only solidified that and bring brought it back into pop culture that much more right and you can still go out and buy lord of the rings movie stuff like here's a replica sword of this or that oh yeah and i'm sure somewhere out there if you look for it is game of thrones but it's nowhere near in your face the way it was for how long did that show go on 10 years or more well i mean between game of Th- uh, uh, lord of the rings those movies doing well it might have helped set the groundwork, and then those shows did so good on HBO. That really kind of, I think that's part of what helped propel fantasy and whatnot, and that sort of those concepts more into the the pop culture, like you're saying, to where a lot of people before that would not have been at all interested in something like that. But are think now. about how much how much of a lasting tale Game of Thrones has. When was the last time you heard somebody other than me talking about Game of Thrones, right? right. Since yeah. we're talking about playing the game. True, true. I mean, no, you make a good point. That, I mean, one minute, people at, at the water cooler at work would be like, oh, my God, what Tyrion did last night with those hookers. And then now it's like no one's talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, you make an excellent Kinda point. Kind of like the movie Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was a huge blockbuster. Yeah. Like, think yeah. about how much you talked about Star Wars back in the day. Yeah. You were still jibber-jarring about Star Wars for years and years and years. But Avatar... But I will say every so often I hear they're going to do a second one. They're going to do another that's, one. Yeah, that's almost the only news you hear. The only time that Avatar comes into the collective conscience again is rides at Disney, which they have. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, the second one, third one are being filmed right now. Or there's news. They want to make six of them. Well, and it's kind of like riding the car with uh, my ex and my ex, I guess, stepson. Uh, Love him to death. He's a, he's a, he's a fine young man. But I, we'd be playing my, if we're riding my vehicle, we're playing my music. And he'd be like, burr, 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 you know, whatever. And I'm like, son, this song is a classic. People still listen to this music now. They've been listening to it since this song came out, 70s, 80s, whatever. But he loved, you know, pop, current pop songs. But I'm like, I'd listen to stuff is, I'd go, you think this is great, but I guarantee you three years from now, if you mention this song or even probably the artist, people would go, huh? I mean, a lot of stuff is flashing the pan crap, you know? What an old man you are today. I know, I know. Because, I mean, no, I think, like, people that are listening to Taylor Swift today Mm -hmm. are going to be listening to Taylor Swift in 20 years. Well, I mean, she's had more than one album, and she's had more than one hit. I mean, some of this stuff that's like, if you turned on one of these pop stations, oh, it's the hottest, coolest thing. Well, case in point, the little Korean guy doing the little galloping song with the dance in the video. When's the last time you've even thought about it? That was always a novelty song, though. Okay, but I mean, I'm just saying, but it was hot shit. That was like, when was the last time you heard about Disco Duck? Yeah, uh, I right played now, that right? the other day, you know I mean? You know. But think about this one. Yeah. When you were in the 80s, mm-hmm. listening to the 60s classic rock, mm-hmm. that's closer now than like, say, listening to some Blink-182 for the kids. Wow, hard to believe, but yeah. Or like some, like Baby Hit Me One More Time. Yeah, wow. You're, yeah, you're getting further away from that, so they're like, Dude, that's your grandpa stuff. Well, so think about that. Not going to be listening to it in twenty years. There's, it, like, what is it? In sync, yeah. and those are kind of making that resurgence. At least that their fans are getting older, and they have the money to go. Like, we're going to go buy those hundred dollar concert tickets now, or whatever yeah, it is, and go see them so in Vegas do that or circuit. something. Yeah. 
So wow. as far as the music goes, screw you, Matt. <laughs> you grumpy old bastard. <laughs> That's Mr. Grumpy Old Bastard. The original you. point, though, was yeah. things that have flared out of pop culture so fast that it's just mm. like freaking Halley's Comet or something. It's like, yeah. man, it was here and it was big. And wait, because, I mean, people are still talking about The Walking Dead because it's still on, mm-hmm. but not as much. But I wouldn't mm. say that it's flamed out as much as Game of Thrones did. Yeah. Well, it didn't help having a really crappy last season. Exactly. So it's yeah. like not a lot of people want to go back and watch it, mm-hmm. which I did. Mm-hmm. People aren't suggesting it all the time. Like, hey, you got to go check this out. You got to go check this out. I think that left so such that a bad taste. In, exactly. Really bad taste, apparently. And th- and that's really a shame for really what was a, it's a great series of books. Uh, if ever that asshole would ever finish them, you know. And uh, it was a good show, but yet that last season just kind of pooped the bed, you know. But I guess there's a new show coming out, which we kind of mentioned in some previous podcasts, I think. There's going to be one about the Targaryens. Yeah, oh yeah. They're, they were quick to try to scramble to capitalize on that popularity, you know. So that's not what put it in my head. Us getting ready to go like, hey, maybe we'll play that Game of Thrones game. That's what put all this back in my head. And I went back and did a rewatch, mm-hmm. and there was stuff that I skipped because I'm like, ugh. Like Arya. I skipped mm-hmm. a bunch of the Arya stuff this time. It's not like I hate Arya, but it's not all that stuff in Bravos. It was not that exciting. Yeah. And I'm blind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I skipped most of the dark at night battles. I skipped pretty much anything that had the Night King mm-hmm. because the Night King doesn't get involved. He's really not a big player in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. It's still as good as it ever was up to the first five or six seasons mm-hmm. back when uh, GRRM is doing the writing and they can follow him. It's when they get past the books that it gets wacky. But, you know, there were a couple of times where he's changing things up just a little bit. And even the even uh, George R. R. was like, you know what? I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. That's a little tighter or cleaner than what I did even. So I mean, there's a few times with the show. And there's like they've they left out a few cre- uh, characters like um, – when they re when they reanimated um, Lady Stoneheart or whatever, yeah, Lady Stoneheart or whatever. That's an interesting character, but it's kind of like, eh, you know. That well, his problem is he keeps introducing characters as he goes. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to be wrapping this up, and he's expanding upon it. Yeah, yeah. So I think his ending might be better, but will we ever get it? Maybe not. And you know what? These these guys swore they talked to him. This might be the bona fide absolute ending he intended, which would be hilarious if it was. I think he denies it all now. But now, now. that he's seen how poorly it is, even if that was going to be it, you better believe it's not going to be it now. Otherwise, why go to the trouble? You know. So, what are your pop culture flameouts out there in the world? Hmm. All right, now to you, to you, Matt. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Just one little tidbit in like gaming world gossip. Um, did you hear that? What is there's been now? What how many iterations of TSR? But TSR three, which is Ugh. that that Lanasty guy or whatever. Lanasty is right. Yeah, they're they're suing Watsy. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. And then they luckily w- we didn't talk about this earlier because we went out and got a delicious uh, barbecue lunch at Right On Taco. Yeah. So if you're in the sound of our voice, go check them out. Yeah, Right On and But that was one of the things I was going to bring up to you is TSR3 and, uh, 
Yeah. So I hear like two days later they withdrew the suit or whatever, but I think it's just grandstanding posture um, bull crap. There was something about that that I heard like, yeah, they withdrew it, but they didn't withdraw it because it was wrong. They wanted to change something on it. So it's coming yeah. back. It's not gone. Yeah. And then I heard that they had done like a, a GoFundMe as part of their battle, help us stand up, you know, like uh, David and Goliath or whatever. And they were like, whatever monies we don't use will go to the um, us. The Gygax Memorial Fund either. and the GMF quickly came out and said, we wouldn't take that money from you if you begged us to take it. And so they, they quickly removed that little tidbit now is the, from the GoFundMe page. Is that Memorial Fund run by Gail Gygax? As far as I, I, I don't, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I know originally there was that original fund that was overseen by Gail and that's I wouldn't even touch that with a ten foot. There's ball. all these little controversies yeah. surrounding that. Yeah, because we've met Alex, love Alex to death. Wouldn't want to say Ernie. anything. And Ernie, but that's I was gonna say it's Alex's mom though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say anything disparaging. I, yeah, you know who knows? But yeah, there's other podcasts to listen to for that. Yeah, but anyway, because uh, Alex is a sweetheart, really nice guy, and there so was Ernie. We've met both of them. Both the guys from we've met. Fantastic. I can't wait to hopefully meet Luke when we go to uh, GaryCon, but. You know, get the get the full set. You know, but well, yeah. there's a couple of daughters to meet too. Then absolutely, but do they come to Gary Con? Uh, maybe because I know Luke puts it on. You know, um, but anyway, but does he put it on them to attend? I don't know. That you would know. be funny. But it is Gary Con? It is a, a a celebration of their father and gaming. So it'd be nice to think that you know, say what you will, those Gygax girls. You know, hey. What was that? Let's see, yeah. this is where we need a video podcast again so you can see the drool running down the side oh, of his mouth. Hush, hush, sir. But anyway, um, apparently the, the, the kid's mom, the, the elder children, their mom was dynamite and a sweetheart to boot from what everything you hear. Is, that, is there any of that in that uh, Wizards book? Do they allude to Mrs. the first Mrs. Guy guy? Not really. She was a, a TSR officer at one point, mm -hmm. and this is where you go from – Geez, what were they before they were TSR? Um, and they were always what uh, tactical studies rules, you know, right? There's yeah, there's a lot of different apparently there's more things to that backstory that yeah, I'm that comes out in since that it's been wizard. a few weeks since I've read the book. Now yeah. all this is starting to drop out, but yeah. at some point in the early time, probably in TSR, she was one of the officers or what have you. Yeah, oh wow, where she was uh, in charge of some stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, back to your TSR three. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I agree with their lawsuit, but the way TSR three is, they can almost say some stuff that you would agree with. But you like, can't. Like uh, people should be able, people should be allowed to drink water. Yeah, you need water to live. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But who said it? Ugh. Yeah. That's. There was the South Park, and I think I've alluded to this one before, where they had the Ku Klux Klan protesting something, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, since everybody hates our side, why don't we just agree with whatever we don't like? We'll say, oh, we, we love that. That's a great idea. And that's almost where TSR 3 is to me, where it's like, ugh. Yeah. You, could come, you could potentially come up with a good idea, but I just hate the people, yeah. pretty much the nasty behind it. It's yeah, Everything ugh. I've heard about this guy is just like... You know, and what a shame that Ernie is throwing his hat in with this, throwing in with this guy because Ernie seems like, from all accounts, from what I heard, what I've seen, having met the guy, just a sweetheart. I wish he would 
break company with this guy, but oh well. It's kind of like you know, you know that nice kid growing up that ran with a bad crowd, and you're like, you know, whatever. yeah. We don't know all the full story, exactly. so just from this yeah. very outsider sitting at a right. kitchen table in Longview, Texas. Yeah, what do we know? But he seems like a great guy and yeah. nasty. I'm seems sure nasty. someone could go, you know, oh, you don't know. Well, no, I don't know, so I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah, but by all means, school me. I got to tell somebody the day that was like, I don't appreciate your opinion on X. I said, well, then by all means, I'm a big boy. Tell me your side of it. And I sat there and listened to what they had to say. And I'm like, thank you for you know educating me in that regard. I wasn't aware of that. This is how things used to be where we could win me over with an articulate, you know, uh, argument. Don't just say, you're stupid, you're an idiot because you're, you have a different opinion from me. You know, that's not going to win anything. Anyway, all right. So historically, when this used to be the, the, the crux of this uh, podcast was you know, gaming, uh-huh, um, or role-playing games or whatever. We've lost the plot. I know. But I will just a quick throw the out there. Something I was ruminating on the other day, stat blocks and modules. We need them. I run modules for convenience. I believe yeah. we all do. Yeah, can you believe it? And uh, I want more than bullet points I have to flesh out. What am I paying for? But I've seen it's become the norm kind of where either one, some of these adventures are just like, well, here's a loose framework for you to flesh out. I can do that myself. I want a full-formed adventure and or give me stat blocks. And some of them, there's, they don't give you the monster stat block in it. I don't want to have to flip to a book, you know, or whatever. Give me the stat block in the adventure, in your opinion on that. Highly agree. All right. But I think a lot of it that you see is so they can sell you the monster manual, too, or what have well, you. Well, of course. But, again... Buy if, the other book so you can figure out what's going on. The old school D&D modules, one of the things about it, and I remember this now, now that you mentioned that, was they would introduce mm. a lot of new monsters but, in a module. But... But... But they included the stats, or but they didn't include the stats? Yeah, they included the stats. Mm. There, there would be a new monster, and they'd include the stats in the adventure. So that way it's like, well, this is a completely, which the next Monster Man that would come out would have this monster stats in it. No, I was, I can't, sometimes it would do that, but there would be times back in the old classics where it's like, it's a this monster. Better go get the Fiend Folio to find out what that is. And it's like, I don't remember any of that, but I mean, I'm, well, keep in mind, I've run some of the old school stuff more recently than you. Ah, that could be it. Okay, cool. That's crazy. Because, you know. But I mean, yeah, if they created something completely whole cloth for mm-hmm. that adventure, mm-hmm. then yeah, it would be in there. But if it's something like this is a new monster, but this new monster is in the Fiend Folio or mm-hmm. Monster Manual 2, mm-hmm. sometimes they would get oh, you that yeah. way too. But that's definitely one of the things that also they were better about was like, I think they thought in their minds like, well, why would they buy this module if we're not getting something cool and new? They almost always introduce one or two new monsters in yeah, a given module. Which I think that was great back in the day, you know. And I would say pretty much it would be nice to get that in any adventure. Yeah. I know in my wonderful adventure, I put in some new stuff and not just like, here's here's another goblin. Yeah. Which, what's that adventure again? Uh, Kickstarter's closed, man. Well, but still, they can dream, can't they? You can dream about Carnage in the Casino. Well, actually, you'll probably be able to buy it soon from the store the at Goodman Games. Games. Yep. Yeah. Because they have quite a few copies. And we'll see if it goes up on drive through RPG. That'll be another something for us to learn. But now Eddie has thrown down the gauntlet, and now I have to get extra creative. You don't have to. No, I really need to. If I you want, don't want to. to. I want to. Caverns of the Dead God. Yep. That's one I've been kicking around for a couple of years. And some people have had a chance to play it at our con, other cons, into RPG, Red River. 
So I'm hoping to reviled everywhere it's been. Exactly. Universally despised. People have brought torches to try yeah. and burn it down and but they kill can't. it. It they doesn't. Can't. It keeps reappearing like weed. Exactly. Take that. The beloved adventure, should hey. I say. Right up there with the, what is it, Palace of Pandemonium? Mansion of Madness, Palace of Pandemonium, yeah. you know. Chateau of Chaos. <laughs> Chateau of Shittiness. <laughs> They're coming to get me. Oh, no. Ah, it's in my butt. Anyway, all right. Well, gosh, <sighs> golly. Another long one. Yeah, we should have wrapped this one up an hour ago. I know. But we know that you out there in Radio Land have enjoyed it. And I've missed y'all so very much. So very much. So in about three weeks when I upload this, mm-hmm. you'll get all this goodness for Christmas. Yay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> all right. Do you see the clock on the wall? Uh-oh. I think it says we're, what is that? All out of hit points. <sighs> Goodbye.